Hello, nerds. Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show based on a comic book or comic book property. I am your host for the evening. My name is Taylor. With me, as always, is Greg. Hey, Taylor. How you doing? I'm doing great, Greg. It's as you can see, I brought my real loud voice. Oh, I love the loud voice you got there, buddy. It's <laughs> a good voice. Also with me is Ryan. You guys already know there's no way I can match okay, this. No way no. that it would be loud as loud voice. Like, this I, seems like unfair right out the gate. It's well, I don't know why you decided to do deep voice. That's this not, is my normal voice. No, it's not. Have you guys seen my tail anywhere? <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> this what? is my macho voice. That sounds like me when I'm trying to look like I'm not 14. Uh-huh. Isn't this what the first segment of every podcast is all about? Try to sound like something, and then like by the start of the second segment, forget about it totally uh-huh. and sound yeah. like the fucking goof bean you are. <laughs> yeah, no one ever talks about it, but the first like four minutes of any podcast it's you it's like you're putting on your voice for company uh-huh. <laughs> like, like it's when you put out like a tablecloth and nice plates for, for the listener the first time i learned about that was not from podcasting because that hasn't been around that long but listening to my mom on the phone uh-huh. like she'd be like hello and then depending on who it was like if it was my dad she would go right to like what the fuck do you want or she could keep that voice going, like, well, how are you today? <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I've just been down to the to the grocers. To the loo. But then, oh. like, in between, she's, like, putting her hand over the mouth and talking to you. She's like, I will fucking end you if you don't fucking shut up. No, no, no. Please do continue. Oh, you were watching something on the telly. I swear, you little piece of shit. Get out of here. This parasol I'm holding is not just for my character. I will beat you with it. Oh, I do love a mother carrying a parasol. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Listen, if there's one thing in this life that gives me delight. That's something is- a little. There's something a little Grey Gardens about that. I think <laughs> Mama carrying her parasol everywhere. <laughs> that's like Mrs. Havisham bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's well. I mean, listen, Lil Edie was getting the shit beat out of her with that parasol all the time. So yeah, even the nicer parasols are usually held with uh, fingerless gloves. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. There's something real dirty about I've, that. I have a question. I've, this has been weighing on me for a long time. Oh, d- open up, man. What, what's the deal with fingerless gloves? <laughs> where do all the fingers go? I what? think it's like, say you have a job where you need the like the finger dexterity. Like yeah. finger banging. Like finger banging. Since you're a professional finger banging. Uh, right. Or like you have to rifle through papers. Or okay. for whatever reason, you're a cockney chimney sweep. Mm. And maybe you need, because you need to like really feel the brush to know when you're getting the grime well, deep in there. That one's actually obvious. When you're up in that chimney, um, it goes in your nose. You got to pick those like charcoal bugs uh-huh. and you can't do that with mittened fingers that's true that's very true it so. just seems like when you're wearing gloves yeah the point is that like your hands are cold yeah but with fingerless gloves you're leaving the part that gets the cold the fastest your fingies just yeah. fully open well, like crotchless pants. because i i walked i walked down the street the other day and i just saw like someone had walked into a store bought gloves Walked immediately out and cut the tips off those gloves. Yeah, and just left the tips. In Maybe the for poking at a device. What? <sighs> wait, wait, but let me ask you: Was there a Spanish guy doing the Bartman at any point with these fingerless gloves? Because a lot of people are making reference to that obliquely by having a Spanish guy do the Bartman uh, and then they'll wear fingerless gloves. I mean, there might have been before I arrived on the scene. Yeah. When I got there, I cannot confirm that there was a Spanish guy it's doing hard, the Bartman. Because you'll see a guy doing the Bartman, but you don't know where he's from. He could be somewhere from the Iberian Peninsula, sure. I know if it's like Pau Gasol, noted Spaniard, <laughs> right. and big basketball man, I'm going to know that he's a Spaniard doing if, the Bartman. If, if he's eating like a jamón iberica... <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Pau Gasol is one of the few remaining like true Spaniards because he's a modern guy, but will still like sail to countries and conquer them on giant boats. <laughs> like that's pretty cool of him, you know. In the in the off season, is he retired? Like, is he still playing? He, I think this is like this has got to be near the end, but he's still playing. That's insane. Yeah. Well, that's all the Bartman. It really keeps you <laughs> the toned Bartman, up. It, that's I read a study actually in uh, I think it was Wired where they talked about if you do the Bartman, you don't die. Yeah, <laughs> it's the final like there's like eight levels of kettlebells, and then when you reach that, the ninth is just do the Bartman. Like it's yeah. it's it's not that hard. How far away is Mike from doing that? Is he from doing the Bartman? <laughs> He's yeah. always three seconds away from doing the okay. Bartman. Because <laughs> I th- I think he he should have been doing the Bartman already because I think he died this week, <laughs> so he, I don't think he made it. Uh, well, that's what we're going to be. That's Bartman. For yeah. You. We're going to be talking about Sabrina, the special winter solstice episode. But before you get to that, more talk about Sabrina. Now we're here to talk about the upcoming movies of 2019. And now, fellas, I I think, as you know, we're... we're Did you say 2015? Tw- did I? I might have. It's 2019 is <laughs> the year that we're talking about. But you got to admit, 2015 feels so far in the future. Like, yeah, we'll never get there. Uh, but so we're going to be talking about the movies that are coming up, and we're obviously very excited about a number of them. We we focus on TV here, but we're also just general media going guys, and we love the theater. I'm a filmy. Yeah, but um, I understand um, there's been a couple last-minute changes to a lot of these in-development works, uh. um, and since sort of Marvel has taken over the theaters, as, as you know, the pundits are saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out that actually all of these movies, like all movies have to have some sort of Marvel character tie-in now, so they all have to have a Marvel character in them. It's a real Taco Bell situation. Yeah. Now every yeah. restaurant is Taco Bell. All movies are now Marvel movies. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, if it works, it works. If it gives me that content that I crave, I'm fine with it. So I understand that you guys have uh, some adaptations to uh, a few of the upcoming movies that where you're adding in uh, the Marvel characters to them. And I'm very excited to hear them. So let's just kick off down there. Um, first off, we're starting with uh, the movie Glass. Glass. Yeah, this is obviously the movie where it is the uh, crossover between uh, Unbreakable and uh, whatever that other split. Split. Yeah, Split. split. What's that one movie where the guy splits and he's all like split he and he splitting. does all yeah, Oh, yeah, split. like Multiple Man? Yeah, it's Multiple Man. Does the splits a bunch. Well, that's a perfect one. That's a Marvel character. Yeah, we'll put Multiple Man right in there and he'll be like, listen, I got a split. And then one of him will leave and walk away, but the other one will stay there. And he'll be like, no, but really, I got a split. And then he'll do it again. I, I really love the opportunity. Like, this guy's split. And then Madro- Jamie Madrox, Madrox walks up and he's like, uh, there's not enough room in this town for all of us, <laughs> and then there's a thousand of them. That's I'm already sold on this movie. Unfortunately, you guys missed a very obvious option. Which is it was, fucking Moon Knight? It's fucking Moon Knight. They're in a <laughs> mental institution. Get come on, get on the fucking. So Moon Knight can also be in there. Yeah, get on the fucking train. Can we add as many as we want, or is it just one per? I would prefer one, but if you've got a whole team, like if they all make sense, let's... can it be one guy that splits into many versions of himself? I already said yes, Greg. Okay, listen, you know, <laughs> I just th- want to make sure you know that I respect you, but you are <laughs> trying my patience. Uh, the next movie is the Lego Movie two the second part oh with a bunch of dc idiots yeah it's i don't know i don't know how we're gonna cross those over i guess it, but it's the law so oh i know okay it. uh what's that one team so i don't know i guess no uh but it's like uh hyperion and owl man and like the whole dc oh the like 
Squadron Supreme. That's yeah. who we should add. And okay. then they'll fight and kill the DC characters that they were copying. Uh-huh. Marvel does DC so much better that they will recreate their own characters and then kill the characters. Oh, now this is a movie I will watch and for children. You know what you could do? You could replace the Batman character with the Marvel version of Batman, who many reckon to be Moon Knight. My oh, God. This Greg- is not a scored segment, but I feel like Greg's getting all the points. <laughs> Point for Greg. Your next movie is How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Oh, uh, Fing Fang Foom. Fing Fang Foom would be great. Fing Fang Foom, uh, the big dragon. But he's yeah. too big, and then Lockheed is too small. Uh-huh. So could they have a baby? Because Shrek has taught us that dragons can fuck anything of any size. That's like, true. A dragon fucked a donkey in that movie, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that happened. And Game of Thrones teaches us uh, that dragons can change their sex. Mm-hmm. So because they're reptiles, in times of need, they can go from female to male and vice versa. Does that versa. happen in Game of Thrones? I didn't finish this scene. <laughs> it's, it's alluded to possibly have happened in the past. Cool. That right. dragons that were accounted to be male perhaps turned into females and then So had. it's a real Jurassic Park scenario. It's a real Jurassic Park scenario. That's perfect. That makes sense. So Fing Fang Foom was your answer. Mm. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm on board for it. I like it. <laughs> Fin Fang Foom, it is important to know, and why I think he's going to be great in this movie, is because he's got two parts of skin that yeah. come out below his nose like it's a uh, old school racist Chinese mustache, uh-huh. and that's adorable. But I guess what they really are is like whiskers or feelers like a catfish would mm-hmm. have. <laughs> that's gross. Uh, your next movie is Us. The Jordan Peele movie where some people go to a very nice uh, vacation beach house, but their uh, visitors are a little terrifying. Okay, and so we have to add a Marvel character into this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then I would definitely say it's She-Hulk, who should just be in the background sort Uh of waving every once in a while. Or like uh, when the scary stuff comes, you just see like the shape of She-Hulk in the back get a little bit closer <laughs> and the scary things then turn around and just go the other way. Yeah, think about how <laughs> much like time in the script you can save if just She-Hulk shadow just comes <laughs> along and that just solves all of your problems. Right, is there any clue as to what these... It's the, the unwelcome guests, is that what you said? Yeah, sort of. Is all I, this stuff kind of under wraps? Cause, yeah, yeah, I don't know that we've gotten a lot. I think they just started the sort of uh, like advertising for it and uh-huh. like, slowly te- like teaser stuff. Uh, so I don't know that we have a whole lot of information about it yet. But whenever they do show up, She-Hulk will like shuffle yeah. a little bit closer. But She-Hulk, t- She-Hulk's going to be She-Hulking. Between this like this Peel movie and Split, this year's going to be bananas. Fuck you. <laughs> the next movie's Dumbo. Like you, you fucking asshole. Is this Danny Elfman's last hurrah if this doesn't work? Are, did you hear that or are you hoping for that? Oh, I'm you're thinking about uh, Tim Burton? Tim Burton, yeah, sorry. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I was like, wait. Those guys get linked in my mind, I guess, because they've worked together a bunch, and so yeah. I just can't remember which is which, but Tim Burton. The, I mean, the thing is, is that his one big hit over the last probably decade is Alice in Wonderland. Uh-huh. So they'll just stop letting him. It's not from the mind of Tim Burton anymore. It's from the mind of people 40 years ago. We'll see what Tim Burton can do this. Uh-huh. He's essentially a director for hire at this point. Yeah. Well, what would be a good person for Dumbo? I feel like is the point of this. I'm going to say <laughs> Spider-Man. Or, you know, oh, who yeah. would be good is because uh, Dumbo's Jiminy Cricket is a mouse. Timothy, I think. So we'll get Squirrel Girl in there. We'll change it to a squirrel. And then Ooh, she can control that is a good one. the squirrel oh. to like make the movie like an hour shorter and just have the squirrel go up and be like, Dumbo, just fucking fly. Just, just, you can just, fly. just fly, dude. Just hold the feather if that helps. Yeah. Just fly. If the That's- feather helps. <laughs> That's such a good idea, and I agree. Your next movie is Pet Cemetery. Ooh. Another remake. Pet Cemetery. Oh, it's Jean Grey. 
Yeah. Jean oh. Grey gets just buried in Pet Cemetery all the time. Dead, back to life, dead, back to life. And she's a definite, like, Carrie situation. Uh, yes. <laughs> so. uh, your next movie is Hellboy. Okay. So, how about Namor? Replace that. Uh, oh, the no, the fuckable fish man. The fish man, <laughs> who <laughs> who just is the fish man from the shape oh, yeah, of water. No. We don't talk about it in polite society. Like that's not something you mentioned at Thanksgiving. But yeah, that's the same fucking character. That guy right? made the, yeah. one of those movies. Then he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna put this character in something else." <laughs> I, now. I really do think that like somewhere. Like Guillermo del Toro was like, I'm going to make these Hellbell movies a trilogy, and he told the studio in the third one, Abe's going to be real fuckable, and they were like, No, you can't do that. He's going to bang a chick, and he was like, You know what? Screw you guys. I'm going to make my own movie where Abe does get fucked, and it's going to win awards, and he fucking did it. Or it's, it's just like the clearest example of knowing what a director jerks off to, you know, because yeah. like, he made Hellboy. It'd be like if Tim Burton made a spinoff movie of that guy from Beetlejuice with a shrunken head. <laughs> now we know what Tim Burton is all about. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. So uh, it no. would, but it would probably be that lady that was like in two different halves, mm-hmm. the one that like oh, crossed yeah. its legs. Still oh. had great legs though. <laughs> and we all had to ask that ten-year-old question of which half do you take home? But yeah, I think that uh, Namor could definitely smack Hellboy's friend right in the face. Oh wait. Okay. <laughs> that was the guy that we're, we're replacing Abe with Namor. Oh, okay. I thought. Or they're both going to be in there and fight. I, I thought you meant sexually. Like, he's slapping them while they fuck. Oh. And, anyway, continuing on. As long as, as long as it's you know, everybody's into it and yeah. everyone's having a good time, sure. Carrying on from that fuck fest, Pokemon <laughs> Detective Pikachu. Does this have to be Deadpool? Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, it's, it's got to be Deadpool. Because right? there is a little bit of that fourth wall breaking feel to this. It feels very much like the characters in this are like sort of aware of like what the situation is. Um, and the Deadpool could just do a lot of like mugging to the camera. Like, can you believe it? I'm also okay with if we're allowed to do this, if we're allowed to reuse characters, but Namor comes in and just slaps every character as hard <laughs> as he can. You know what? <laughs> I will allow it. Namor is the Ike Turner of characters I don't like. <laughs> Your next movie is Aladdin. Aladdin. Interesting. We could go with... How about Hawkeye? Hawkeye? Yeah, let's just put him yeah. in there. Yeah, you know what? He, he does good work. <laughs> he belongs yeah, in there. bows and arrows in Aladdin times. Because in the carpet, uh, flying carpet scene from the cartoon, it's always you know, swinging back and forth for no reason. Yeah. What if it was because oh, yeah. of arrows? Like, Hawkeye just <laughs> yeah. hates this couple and, and wants that carpet to fall. You could do the classic Hawkeye thing of, like, I'm a bad guy at first, but then I'm, like, I'm on your team. Mm. Might help that dynamic a little bit. I think you're thinking of MASH. MASH, It yeah. works with both Hawkeyes, I guess. Uh, your next movie is one that's very close to my heart. Godzilla, King of Monsters. Doom. <laughs> Doctor oh, Doom. Fuck. How has that not been our answer for every movie? <laughs> Holy shit. I feel like you add Doctor Doom to that situation, and just crazy stuff is gonna happen. But like, There's no, there was no way that you could make me <laughs> want this movie more, and you just did. I can see it though. Like uh, Godzilla starts to turn around, and you're like, "What's that little brown? Is that a saddle? Uh-huh. Oh my god, Doom is riding Godzilla. This is a monster rodeo, oh. and we're all the winners." Fuck. Well, guys, I am all the way on board for that. <laughs> uh, look out for the Doctor Doom Godzilla King of Monsters movie coming out soon. <laughs> Uh, now we're going to move on to the first part of our Sabrina segment where we do a little bit of Sabrina trivia. Woo! Trivia. Now we're here in the part of the show where we do a little extra. And we, this week we're doing some Sabrina trivia. And everyone knows how trivia works, right? Trivia. 
that's exactly it, Greg. You've explained it to the audience. Yeah. What we're going to do is I'm going to ask a couple of questions, and they're just going to give me the answer that they think. And then if they get them all wrong, I'm going to make a buzzing noise. And then uh, I'm going to give you the correct answer. The way that you two will buzz in is by saying your name. Our own name. Yes. And what does the winner get? The winner gets my love and affection. Oh, God. I want it so bad. <laughs> there's, this is going to get violent. High stakes. <laughs> All right. Uh, are you gentlemen ready for this? Yes. It's cr- if I win, I'm going to get punched. And if you win, or if Greg wins, you're going to get punched, Taylor. I, like, I, he's going to hit you. I think I win either way. <laughs> uh, your first question. Which character on the show had to dye their hair because they looked too much like Sabrina? Ryan. Ryan. Sabrina. That is incorrect. That is a good answer, though. Greg. Greg. The one of her two friends, not the one with glasses, but like the small, the Susie? smaller one. Yes. That is incorrect. Ah. The answer was Harvey. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Apparently, the actor who plays Harvey initially has blonde hair. Uh-huh. And, but when they were on camera together, he looked too much like Sabrina's brother. <laughs> so they told him to dye his hair a dark brown. That's a little Game of thrones Yeah, that's misreading the current <laughs> yeah. environment, I think. Yeah, did not go the right direction on that one. Uh, gentlemen, who is the best spellman? Ryan. Ryan. Uh, typically... Um, the most nervous kid at the beat. Greg. Greg. Hilda. That's incorrect. Ryan, you get half credit. The answer was me because I was on the spelling team in high school. <laughs> you were on the spelling team? Yes. Well, when I was in middle school, I did spelling bees. And then uh-huh. when I was in high school, we had the team. So I uh-huh. was on the spelling team. We went to uh, regionals. You must know so much about word roots. Oh, man. I know a lot of word roots. <laughs> <laughs> List them all right now. Um, You know, all of them. Greek. Uh, <laughs> your next question. Why is Salem not in many scenes of the show? Ryan. Ryan. Cat wrangling is hard as shit. <laughs> That's, uh, you know what? Half credit because that is, that is true. Greg, did you have an answer? I was going to say they don't have the budget to have like a cat handling person. That's not really. No. <laughs> That's incorrect. The answer is that uh, Kiernan Shipka is really oh, allergic yeah. to cats. Oh, wow. Yeah, she cannot be in scenes with the cat. That so. almost seems like then you can't be in that role yeah you can't be sabrina yeah. she's got like, i mean they're supposed to be a cat but following up with that what animal did the creators of the show think about changing salem to greg. ryan greg iguana no oh. ryan oxen no it was a dog it's just it's the it's the counterpart to a cat i don't it's know how you cute, guys didn't get that it's just a cute little dog that's just a really easy one it was basically lobbed up for you i'm you are a bunch of idiots who from riverdale makes a cameo in season one of sabrina Greg. I was about to do the buzzer where no one answers Greg. <laughs> the the Black Hood. <laughs> nope, that doesn't happen. Ryan. Brian, Greg has not been watching the show. <laughs> Ryan. Pop? Nope, that is incorrect. It is Benjamin Button. He delivers a pizza in episode seven oh, to Mike talked about this last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so Benjamin Button shows up and he uh, delivers a pizza. And that is the one connection so far other than the mention- mentioning Riverdale to the actual Other than show. the Menzingers. It's unfair if the d- uh, information is delivered by Mike. Like, how are we supposed to remember yeah, that? Yeah, I no, naturally I tune listen, him out. Yeah, I don't listen to anything Mike I says. I can't remember so I a thing he said this episode. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame either of you for Mike, that. Mike, shut the fuck up, dude. Uh, how do you get a package to a witch overseas? Greg. Greg. Ship it. Nope. <laughs> like, <laughs> Kiernan ship it? Uh, Ryan. Ryan. Uh, put it in the broom closet. Bus. The 
Final answer. All right. That is incorrect. The correct answer is you put it on a boat and you sail them. Oh, man. That's disheartening. I, I keep going to give one of us yeah. points, but... <laughs> nope. Uh, would I look good with white hair? Ryan. Greg. Ryan. Absolutely not. That is correct. I would look very silly with white hair. I, uh, could I answer? Yes. I was also going to say no. Okay, cool. <laughs> then you also get a point. Yes. Uh, what year did the first Sabrina movie come out? First Sabrina movie. Oh, uh, Ryan. Ryan. 1956. You are so goddamn close. 1950- Greg. Greg. 1957. Ryan. Ryan. 1955. No. Greg, 1954. Greg gets the one. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it the whole time. That was really good. I'm surprised that you knew that. Yeah, I just got that right off the dome. Uh, who painted many of the paintings for the show? Greg. Greg. Vincent Van Gogh. That is incorrect. Crap. Partial, partial credit for the fact that I said Gogh. Uh, you know what? Partial credit. <laughs> Do I write that down? You write yes, that just write partial it down. credit. Fucking write it down. Write down the word partial, partial credit. credit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say my answer is Andy Warhol. That is also incorrect. Uh, the correct answer is that Clive Barker did over 150 paintings for the show. Huh. So they're just scattered throughout. Sabrina's probably not allergic to him. Probably not. Hopefully not. What is my favorite Christmas horror movie? Ryan. Ryan. It's Silent Night, Deadly Night. That is incorrect. That's a good one, though. Jack Frost. Nope, that's a good one. Ryan. Ryan? It's a Wonderful Life. (laughs) No. Greg. Greg. Scrooged. Ryan. That's a good one. Ryan. Shopping Mall. No, that's not at Christmas, but also consumerism, so maybe. Greg. Greg. The Grunch. Oh, (laughs) That's, is, is that like the Grinch when he goes to lunch? Yeah, that's a it's between one. breakfast and Grunch. Uh, <laughs> no, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. I'm um, Christmas with the Cranks. Ooh, a good answer, but no. Greg. Greg. The Santa Claus. Ooh, I wish it was because that is a horror movie for fathers. Everywhere. That's kind of like a body horror movie, right? Yeah. You just you watch yourself it's, slowly morph into like a, a different body. It's like if Cronenberg made a <laughs> no, another Christmas movie that wasn't the thing. That makes the last eighteen months of my life a body horror movie. <laughs> Guys, things are not going well for me. Ryan, do you have other answers? <laughs> yes, of course I do. Uh, the Santa Claus 3, Jack Frost, Back in the Habit. Ooh, that is also a good one. But no, uh, that had Martin Short as yes. Jack Frost, right? Yeah. He's my favorite Jack Frost. <laughs> Greg. Greg. The Snowman. No, but I did watch that, and I do think that Mr. Policeman had all the clues. <laughs> and I don't know why he didn't solve that case. Do you know that uh, the makers of that movie have admitted that they forgot to make the end of it? Yes! <laughs> I looked this up. And that they just never remembered to put in the end to the movie? Yes, because I watched that movie. And yeah. the, first, the first 30 minutes of that movie is a good movie. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, this is good. I don't know why this has such a bad rating. And then it does a flashback, and Val Kilmer shows up, and he looks <laughs> like he's talking with a boomerang in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no goddamn sense. And the movie flies off the rails. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> they lost. It felt like they lost pages. And I'm glad to know that that yeah, was they Yeah, people have said that to them enough that they were like, yeah, we just didn't really like make yeah, we the just... last. They And it's something like the last 10% of the movie. They're like, yeah, yeah we didn't make that last part. <laughs> we forgot. <laughs> the history you really mo- need to make the whole thing. The history of movies has a wide variety of quality, let's say. But I have to assume that that's a first. A first. Right? Like, they did... That's a record. Yeah. And also, they threw away... Having a character named Harry Hole, yeah. we can't. We'll never have that again because they didn't seal the deal. There could have been a whole whole verse into the Harry Hole verse. We'll never get Snowman too. Snowman or No Man. <laughs> uh, the answer was uh, Black Christmas, the original. Mm. Also, I would have accepted Black Xmas, the remake from the mid two thousands. Both of them are great. Uh, what's the quickest way to kill a witch? Ryan. Ryan. 
Water. That's incorrect. Greg. Greg. Spike to the eye. No, incorrect. Very close, though. The correct answer is a spike through the Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> classic. Oh, classic. Classic Taylor. In the uh, end of season... <laughs> in the club. In the club. In the end of season one, Sabrina resurrects Harvey's brother. Who would you resurrect if they were killed in a mine collapse? <laughs> Uh, Ryan. Ryan. Harvey Milk. That is a good answer. Okay, Greg. Yes. I'm going to say Mike, who did uh, unfortunately die in a tragic mine collapse. Bad so- answer. This is the best show that we've ever done, and it's because of that collapse. <laughs> and so uh, you guys will be resurrecting Harvey Mike, and that is a wonderful... I'm very glad that you've done that, and that is correct. You both have won trivia. Congratulations. Oh, wow. Good for us. And that's it for trivia. Now we're going to move on to talking about the main segment of the Sabrina Winter Solstice. He, he did it. Captain Sabrina, the Winter Solstice. Sabrina. It's Friday night and the mood is right. We're going to have some fun. Show you how it's done. TGI. In a move that forced us to skip a bunch of episodes, <laughs> Sabrina this week pulled a British show and gave us one-off Christmas special. Everyone is having a heaven of a time, except for Harvey, who is now a full-on racist. One demon attacks, and then another demon attacks, and then the demons are pitted against each other. Taste buds, I ask you this. Does the one-hour format work better for Sabrina's style of storytelling than the ten-hour one we were halfway through? <laughs> One thing I have to say that I was a little surprised about was a lot of times these Christmas specials, they find a way to not put it in fully into the continuity of the episodes around it. So that way they can kind of be one-offs forever. Um, but this was very much just in the mid-continuity of Sabrina, which now is a couple episodes ahead of where we are on the show. And they resolve things going on that immediately preceded them in, like, the 11th episode. I could not believe... Yeah, let's get to the Christmas thing in a second, but I could not believe the first 10 minutes of this episode, because I am wherever Superhero is, Yeah, our podcast. Like, I was going to ask, did you guys catch up, or are you just... I'm four or five episodes behind this, and the first 10 minutes of this episode is just a conversation detailing literally everything that happens between when I... Like, the last one I've watched, and now. So now you don't have to watch the rest I guess of I don't have to I watch I love when those. characters say lines like, as you know, uh-huh. and then they go <laughs> to detail things that the other character definitely should know. As you know, we have this baby now. Oh, cool, they got a baby. Which I guess is it's also fine if... Like, I think the Office Christmas special came out uh, years after the show, in a way. Uh-huh. This is weeks. Like, or I guess for them, it's... Uh, Sabrina came out October 19th. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, so it's like two months. Two months. Like, is that that far away where we're that far removed? Like, we really miss these characters and we have to refresh everyone and all the goings on? I don't think that it was necessarily a it's too far removed. I think they are just maintaining general hype because season two comes back in April. I think there's going to be another one of these around Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. And I, cause, uh, well, because they, they mentioned. When is Epiphany in the like holiday calendar? The for, Epiphany for church. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't remember either. But they mentioned that as like we just have to make it through this other witch holiday. Uh-huh. So I feel like they're going to have other witch holidays, and periodically when the show's not on, they're just going to have an episode. And Netflix is pissed that like if you they'll release ten episodes of BoJack Horseman, right? 
and then the next day they won't have another ten. They'll be like, wait, we have to wait another year for ten more episodes. <laughs> so Sabrina is at least doing what Netflix wants of just constantly keeping it on. And I think that's why they were like, yeah, let's just keep making Sabrina because now it's been renewed all the way through four seasons. Four seasons. Yeah, and not n- not five seasons, which I've been accustomed to from Ris- Riverdale. Uh huh. <laughs> but they have four seasons already, and I think that they are going to do six month like premieres and i think they've been starting to do that with like their reality shows with like queer eye and uh like nailed it each have been like we'll do a half a season essentially Mm -hmm. and then another one later okay not to say that scripted tv is often great and reality tv is always terrible but that feels like something you can do with reality and keep the uh quality up whereas you can unless you're hiring different crews and writers and everything yeah you're going to burn your shit out, dude. Well, I think what they were doing is they used the reality shows as a test to see if audiences will still be as hyped without as long. Yes, of a, they'll a watch gap. whatever you put in front of them. <laughs> right. And so I think now they're like, okay, well, we have this established, like, essentially the writer's room is next door to the Riverdale writer's room. Riverdale's already doing 20 episodes a season. Why not just have sabrina do 20 episodes a season but we'll have a break in the middle mm-hmm. like like our essentially it's the same but they just have like they release all 10 episodes at once and then another 10 yeah. and they have the same mid-season gap i guess it's closer to the walking dead model of the a and b seasons right but man i thought we were doing good getting closer to the 10 a year that's enough like that's all i wanted do you think that they're at all going crazy about sabrina right now because they're losing all the marvel properties it's possible. And I do think that it's very popular. You know? Yeah. I, I guess we will never know, but based on their decisions. It seems like it is, right? Yeah. yeah. That's why I was wondering if that's also kind of counterbalanced by being like, oh crap, we're just having these shows stripped away from us, you know? And it's one thing to be like, no more Iron Fist, even though that show got good, but to lose Daredevil, like, I don't know, that probably hurt quite a bit. Yeah. And they're also at a point where they're losing like a lot of their like more established shows like house of cards is gone at this point like yeah. the new black is gone so like those were their like heavy hitters that started it so i think they are looking for new things but i like this approach where they're just like let's throw out a few things in the middle but it also does something that netflix has never asked their viewers to do which is i know that it's it's only been 2 months and you got through 10 episodes of sabrina in the first 10 hours it was released but right now all we have is this 1 hour all you have audience to reckon with is this one hour. Yeah. How did that work for you? Like, Loved is it. that cool? We, but we do this every week, you know, with our, yeah. our various Netflix shows. I wonder how the audience is responding. Do they even know about it? Do they see that there's a new Sabrina out? It did. It popped up very large for me the first like couple days it was out. So I noticed. Um, but yeah, I don't think they've put out a lot of like heat for it but i think people who are into sabrina know that there's new because yeah, we can just count on the follow. internet like yeah telling everyone yeah well like the websites i go to like one of them is gonna comment on it you know and so that's how yeah. like i found out that it was going to exist besides just my association with this show and i think worst case scenario is people who are like like don't know about it someone's gonna say oh that sabrina christmas stuff was like oh there's a christmas special i guess i'll go watch that because it's not like it goes away it's People there. are like right. looking for Christmas content mm-hmm. right. right now. I mean, that's become like more and more of a popular thing. I think and to watch like shit the, the the Christmas specials from shows that you like. If we're comparing this episode to other episodes of Sabrina, I would say fine. Like it it felt the same, and I like the holiday feel. If we're comparing it to the other uh, original Netflix Christmas offerings, it has to be the single best. Oh, like, yeah, it has to be yeah. far beyond everything else. I have to ask Greg, how did yes. you feel about this? 
episode of Sabrina because it's a little bit spookier than some of the other Sabrina episodes have been. Yeah, it, there are parts that are, are really spooky. Usually, chill, like child ghosts really get to me. Yeah. But for whatever reason, in the time that I've watched Sabrina, I've done like a better job at keeping it at arm's length. I think because right. I have to watch it for the show and everything. But it definitely, to me, it felt like one of the spookiest like Sabrina episodes for sure. Um, up until the two bad guys like fight each other. Yeah. <laughs> which was like an interesting move, but just also kind of like ridiculous. But when it's like kids running around they, and like the ghost, the Yule lads. The Yule which lads. it's not a great name. I don't know if that's like an already established thing. I feel like it has to be because otherwise, why would you name them that? But like they say it a lot. They really sit on it. Like uh, it's not clever, but their Christmas album, like terrific harmonies. (laughs) It's not as good as uh, the Christmas Naughty Boys. Yeah, nothing is. Yeah, um, we are, of course, the Christmas Naughty Boys. But uh, when they stole that baby, oh man, and then put the baby in the oven, which was already preheating. That I, that upset me because yeah. you know an oven gets hot in about ten minutes. Yeah, and if you're preheating an oven, I'm guessing you're preheating at three hundred to four hundred, maybe even four fifty. Oh yeah, uh, that's Depending bad for on the baby. Size of the baby, yeah, that's yeah. bad for. Baby. Yeah, it's not good for the baby. <laughs> no. I mean, I know Super it's a witch dangerous. baby, but still, ooh, boy. still pretty bad for. Baby. But like, we spend so much time warming up milk for the baby. Cut out the middle, man. Warm up Just the baby. Warm up baby. Put cold milk in there. You know what? Fair point. Uh, I did like that. It felt almost like a. Sort of like a Tales from the Crypt style, like, we're just going to take a bunch of these, like, kind of spooky stories and throw them all into one Uh, episode. And then sprinkle out, like, some, like, we're continuing the story of Sabrina throughout. But this is, like, here's here's holiday horror stuff. Yeah, Yeah. you know, I bet that if this was a normal episode in the middle of a season, we would have come down hard on just, like, its severe lack of focus and not, uh, like, doing any story right. But because it was a special, you sort of get that thing where, like, uh... just, just get, just give me that Christmas feeling. I don't care. Yeah. And so the fact that there was five plot lines all half baked, including that baby, uh, <laughs> I, I think it worked a lot better for it. That it was a one off. You know, like that, the Santa Claus storyline with Susie. Yeah. That's that was creepy. That's fucked oh, yeah. up. That's a that's a that's pretty good for one episode. That is also oddly the same plot from Happy. Happy? Yeah. <laughs> that was really weird. Happy came out in the summer and was all about Christmas. Yeah. I don't think we talked about that enough, how Happy came out in the summer and was entirely about Christmas. Just about Christmas. Like, like all the action took place at Christmas. There was not Torah Plaza. Yeah. And it wasn't British, so it shouldn't have been Mary. <laughs> nice. Slam dunk. Do you ever hear British people say Merry Christmas? And you're like, no. no that's that. You don't. That's, you that's say our the, word. You say Happy Christmas. We say Merry Christmas. It's. Depressing to hear a British person say Merry Christmas. Go put your fucking paper crown on. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And celebrate Christmas your way. Get your fucking shine box. Put on your paper crown. Grab your crackers, you idiot. Put on the Doctor Who special. I want you to do British Christmas stuff. And tomorrow's Boxing Day, moron, okay? Don't try to get out of Boxing Day. I'll dropkick you. I'll fucking box you. Like one of your footballs. We're watching football. Footy. All day on the telly, in the and you're loo. not getting out of it. Well, that was that was Sabrina. <laughs> I thought it was the winter solstice. Uh, fuck you to Britain. Wait, I got a couple more questions. One, what? do you think that the witches, the ants, are too cool and calm about saying, oh, just get that one demon back, and it'll get rid of that other <laughs> demon? Like, Is that a little too tough for them? Nah, I think that's fine. And two, who would win in a fight? Gorilla, the 
demon of babies. Like, uh-huh. yeah. what's her thing? Baby demon. Uh, versus Mick Rory's three boobed <laughs> fictional character. <laughs> oh, I th- I think Mick Rory's three boobed fictional character. They have they have to take her away from him <laughs> or give her agency. It is so weird to have like a female fuck doll walking around and then just have people be like, yeah, he just invented her so he could bang her. I gotta say though, there's so much of Legends that I always forget, but with that character, I have total recall. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Sabrina is on Netflix all the time. We are making our way still week by week, so we still have a couple episodes to go. If you want to tune in next week, we'll be talking about the rest of season one. Now we move on to a little something called the tape-in. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me do. Now we're here in the tape end, the part of the show where I get to do whatever the fuck I want. Uh oh. This week we're doing a fan favorite segment. Everyone loves it. We've done it so many times before. It's called I Am the Puppet Here. <laughs> Like like puppeteer, but you are the puppet. I, I'm the puppet here. This is a segment where uh, you guys are going to take uh, other television shows. They don't have to be shows that we talk about, but they can be. It, it's fine. It's so just, like Law and Order. Yeah, you could take Law and Order. Like This Is Us. Yeah, like This Is Us. The uh, Golden Girls. Yes, like Golden Girls. And Girls. <laughs> yeah, and you can take any of those television shows. Any of those three specifically. Yes, any of those three television shows. I fucking hate you. I wish <laughs> I wish I wasn't doing this show with you. I, w- I wish I had anyone else here. I wish Dead Mike was back. Uh, you're going to take a show that you think would be made better by doing uh, what a portion of last week's Legends of Tomorrow did, and you're just going to turn the characters into puppets. Wow. Is this because you are feeling bad that you missed the episode where we I am, talked I am, about it? I am feeling very bad about that. <laughs> uh, but you're going to turn these characters into puppets, and then we are going to do a very quick uh, reenactment of what that would sound like. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, um, uh, Greg, why don't you start us off? What what show do you think would be made better if you could turn people into puppets? Or worse. And it's it's... A hundred percent or some percent? Like Greg decides the show and the percentage of like how, uh, of how many people are how many puppets? Oh, I thought I was replacing one character with a oh, puppet version. You, of no, himself. you can, you can replace as many characters as you want if you want it to be split like a uh-huh. Sesame Street type scenario. Okay, yeah, no, I've got it. And Ryan, this is going to be right up your alley because you mentioned it. Uh, I think Law and Order SVU. Yes. Uh, you know, in the criminal justice system. The, the sexual criminals are considered, like, the most odious. Oh, right. So uh, they have their own special, very long-running show. SVU is now in its 41st season. Um, 2,600 episodes yeah. of sexual crimes. Uh, there's so many different sexual crimes, you guys. Uh, if you don't believe that, just watch this show. Uh, and But I just think that to give a little levity to it, it would help if they, if they were all puppets. Everyone was puppets. The victims were puppets. So the whole show's puppets. Except for the jury when they do the trial part is for some reason unexplained all humans, but like everyone else in the criminal proceeding is played by puppets except for a real human jury. Okay, well, let's see what that would sound like. Okay, let's do a, a quick like scene of like uh, an, an interrogation okay. at, like, a, at like a crime scene. Okay. All right? So uh, I'll be, uh, be iced tea. Okay. Uh, I'll be like something that sounds a little bit like Kermit the Frog. Okay. I, w- I can only also do that okay. as well. Right. Uh, I will be the, um, I'll be like the suspect. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. Excuse me, sir. Um, yes. Uh, 
I understand you saw uh, something that bad that went down here. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I was um, walking into the uh, laundromat, and um, I saw the woman uh, already beaten to death <laughs> and raped. Mm. Oh, oh dear. That mm. Oh, dog, that's bad. <laughs> that sounds very bad. Uh, did did you see how the semen got all over the banisters? She was covered in semen. <laughs> uh, uh, no, uh, I did not see that. Coming in after the crime, I did not witness the semen being sprayed from my penis all over the room. Ah. Semen comes from penis. <laughs> Let's take him down to the station, everybody. Oh, no. And we'll learn about some letters. Ah. Dun, dun. That was good. I like that. Yeah. That was good. All right, Ryan. Th- that episode got? of The Letters are probably brought to you by the letters S, V, and U, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that uh, the only way to make the greatest show greater is we'll do the OC, but uh, with oh, half puppets. So, okay, so who's, who's puppets? All of the parents are puppets, and <laughs> oh, all the nice. kids are just still punk-ass teenagers. Okay, I love this idea. Let's let's just jump right okay. into it. Eyebrows has to be that eagle guy, right? <laughs> the, the, the dad, what's his name? Uh, Sandy Cohen. <laughs> Sandy Cohen. <laughs> All right, and Taylor, who are you going to be? Oh, I'm going to be, uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about the characters. Okay, so you be the punk-ass teenager. <laughs> yeah. Right. Greg yeah. will be the dad, and cool. I'll be the mom who sounds a lot like Kermit the Frog. Cool. All right. So you guys... I just got back from surfing. How are you doing, human son? Ah, uh, fuck you, Dad. I'm a rebel. Oh. Now, Seth, please don't speak to your father that way. Oh, gee, I'm sorry, Dad. Oh, or that's, Mom. That's it. <laughs> Look at, we solved it all, but uh, all the problems. I love you, honey. Now, Seth, this is typically when you sing your song about how you should treat parents. Okay. Parents are good to us, mm, yes. and we do love Sandy. him nicely. Do you want to make love I to their song? I want to see my parents. Mm. I'm on your back. <laughs> on my back. <laughs> Sometimes These they are my flight feathers in your mouth. And that's how <laughs> I get made. <laughs> parents. I love your feathers. Parents, here we come. Oh, so- I just came. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a great show. You know what? I'll watch the OC if that's the show. And that show was clearly brought to you by the letters S, V, and U. <laughs> of course. Uh, Greg, do you have another show for us? <laughs> okay. Um, I would like to take the show Sesame Street, uh-huh. and I would like to replace all the puppets with humans. That's uh, not allowed. You can't do that. I can't do that? That's no. not, that's not allowed? Here. I just thought, like, what would it be like if Oscar the Grouch... Yeah, ins- I'll be, I can do Oscar the Instead Grouch. of a puppet, okay, he's a human who lives fine. in a garbage let's ex- can. Let's explore this idea for a moment. A fully live action, like a, like a, with the Super Mario Brothers film, uh-huh. but for Sesame Street. And I'm going to play I'm gonna play human Snuffleupagus. Okay. Hey. I'll, be, I'll be human Big Bird. It's me, human Snuffleupagus. Uh, hey everybody! I'm a big ass bird. Get the fuck away from me! You Oscar. get the fuck away from Jesus me, Christ. Hey, Oscar! What you are you trying doing? to steal my pile? You Is, may not steal my pile. You live in like an animal in the garbage. What's going on? I, yeah. I don't live in a garbage. You live in garbage because you're dictated by society and what the government is telling you what to do. Listen, don't you stay away from Jesus. my trash can because I, this is the I, only place I, in the world where truth matters. Oscar, let's, let's Oscar, call, call two one one. Oscar, I'm gonna be straight with you. Chemtrails is real. Thank All you for right, finally listen, fucking saying that. Now I have what? somebody on my I side. Don't, no, I Big Bird. Listen, man, I did the research and let me tell you, like 
It's not my fault because you get into my garbage can right now. Yeah, I'm going to climb right in here because um, check it out. Why is there a cantrail behind you? Yeah. I got to leave. Everywhere I got to go. Listen, I'm okay, before you go, do me a favor, though. I'm late for Planned Parenthood. Google Building 7, right? And see if you this can This is what I'm talking see about. See if you can figure out what's happening. Kids. It's the larger, the larger birds that probably caused all of 9-11. Kids at home. Illuminati. Every 9-11, every year, is caused by giant birds. And scene. I do not like the turn that that, that show took. It no. seems like it was way worse. It seemed like I thought this was going to be a nice, wholesome thing that we did. What, that you're a traitor? That fucking ruined your country? Wait, you did, like we, did we mention it was brought to you by the letters S, V, and U? Oh, we didn't. Oh! Yeah, we didn't mention that. Oh, okay. Th- I'm back on board now. Okay, yeah. Ryan, do you have a show that you would like to replace some characters with puppets? <laughs> We're going to keep doing this. Yeah. Um, yes. My show is I Love Lucy... All puppets. Oh, fuck yeah. All right, here we go. I, this is easy. Oh, Lucy, you've got some explaining to do. <laughs> Ricky, you beat me nearly to death every day. No, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, baby. This beating was brought to you by the letter D. <laughs> I thought it was brought by the letters S, V, and U. <laughs> that show hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> A bongo playing. Oh, boy. <laughs> Do you think Ricky's Italian? I don't know. I've never seen. I, I, I can't Lucy. believe they got the John Travolta Muppet. <laughs> play Ricky. Oh, Sandy. Hey, I made a felt in here. What's going on? Hey. This is so weird as hell. Oh, boy. I made a little felt a pizza pie. Ricky, make me famous even though I'm not very approachable. <laughs> Ricky. Oh, all right. If I have to. Oh, boy. I'm singing a song to my friends. We're gonna go make Lucy a party star. This is the place where we go for friends, and sometimes you gotta do some physical violence. <laughs> well, I think that was the biggest hit we've had so far. I was gonna walk in as the uh, police puppet and just arrest the shit out of you. Oh, that would have been. But not for yeah. spousal abuse. That was fine. Just, you know, like. Bad skits. Immigration and. <laughs> just. Just bad ideas in general <laughs> uh, for letting this happen. Greg, is this your first time in the tape pen? Uh, this is my yeah, my first ever. This is your tape first pen. one? Oh yeah, no, the tape pen's not good. It's, <laughs> it's a problem. Uh, that's it for the tape pen. Actually, we've uh, wrapped it all up and we've solved television. So that's there you go. That's good for us. And the yeah. answer is puppets. The answer is puppets. Just put more puppets in everything. Now we're gonna move on to the pull list, part of the show where we talk about all of the other shows that we watched this week. Now we're here in the pool. It's the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. And it's a, it's a mighty number, you guys. It's a uh, Starting us off is Titans. This week on the Titans. On a mercifully short Titans, clocking in at about 40 minutes, guys. Hello. Corey, who isn't a killer but does kill people, does not kill Rachel. And then remembers where she parked her spaceship. Rachel's mom turns out to be a baddie, kills a dude, and talks Rachel into summoning her evil father, Payman. I mean, Trigon, who is the scariest thing imaginable. A middle-aged white guy. And one that says lover at that. So, gentlemen, I ask you this. Is the idea of someone coming from another planet to kill a demon a cool mix of genres or a sign that this show is trying too hard to do too many different things? I enjoyed the fact that, although... I'm not sure about all of the other goings on on the show. This one particular episode mm-hmm. was almost bottle. Like yeah. we sat there on the farm with this family trying to move in and how neighbors. And the other thing that it did great was, um, although I didn't know that the creepy white guy was coming at the end, 
So it made me think that the creepy white guy in the beginning was the bad guy. Uh-huh. Because the mom meets this fucking, like, uh, the sheriff of the small town. Yeah. This guy is creepy as fuck, but is just a victim to all of this Titans That, craziness. I thought, was one of the better Titans scenes because it seems like there's an implicit violence in that scene. But you're not sure, is he threatening her? And is she not picking up on it? Or is she being threatened? but then not wanting to admit that she picks up on it because she's afraid to give him that edge. And then its re- its resolution is that, no, she's fucking evil. and Which he- you did not know. Yeah, no, that was, this was the first episode where you'd think that. They had like gone into an insane asylum to find her, and they get her out, and she seems like a good mother figure. To, like She's literally her mother, Rachel's mom. And uh, she seems just like a good, sort of at one time lost woman. But... This episode is when you find out, no, she's in league with the, with Rachel's evil demonic dad. and But she's not, like, temporarily possessed or taken over by somebody. Or... I don't think so. She's infatuated with a demon. Like, she obviously... Which we all have been from time to time. Yeah. Been. We've, we've all been there. They're just super cool, and you summon them, and they take care of business. Um, but it's always been, like, she hasn't let on that that's been the case. Yeah. Uh, and so now in this episode, it's like the realization that she's part of the cult that wants to bring this demon back. What this episode made me realize with the focus on Raven, and I don't know if she has been essentially the main character. Um, More or less, she's been the driving force because she's possessed. Her powers like also make her kind of evil, and they've been either trying to save her from places or, or help her figure out why she's so messed up and if not with all like the plot at least with the emotion she's the driving force that was clear from this episode it made me realize that like this is this is an okay show this is not the worst show that we've ever seen but uh the target audience is definitely like this is a superhero show for the hot topic kids with Mm -hmm. like the way that not just the way that raven looks but the way that it interacts with the parents and just the whole like tone and it, it's not we I, I gave this t- uh, show a ton of shit in the pilot because it wasn't realizing that DC you have to get away from this shit. But now I see what they're going for, and they're it's not just in the tone like the the plot lines are all appealing to this one particular demographic of misunderstood high school kids for sure. Yeah, definitely. And if I was like if I was in high school and one of these let's just say I was one of these kids in high school, I would have been thrilled with this. Like yeah. finally, I'm not watching just. Tony Stark and Chris Pratt, you know? it To me, it feels like the realization of the tone that the darker DC movies are going for. So not your Aquamans or your Wonders Woman, but like the... Um, it's better than the Justice League movie. It's better than the Batman Superman movie because it fits its tone very effectively. But that is the same kind of thing they're going for. But yeah, this is definitely like for the kids, but the edgelord right. kids, I guess. And I just got to say it again. That 40-minute running time included previously on and the the beginning credits and the closing credits. This is more like a 35-minute episode. Do that. Bless. Everybody do that. Yeah, hashtag blessed for sure. Like, and it feels tighter for it, Mm -hmm. honestly. Like, the effect of that wasn't just a short episode. They could have done more with the dad at the end, but that would have made him seem less sinister. It's fun that you just get a little bit of him. And he's the big bad, so yeah, the next couple of episodes will do that. It seems like he's going to be the big bad like next like all the way through next season. And if they do that, I think that's pretty that's a that's a cool thing to do. Do you have moments of the week that were not the running time? Uh okay. I do have uh, a moment of the week. Um there is Rachel is like possessed by a demon. Her dad's a demon, so she's like got this Runs demonic the possession. And uh, occasionally she demons out. But there's a part where she's talking to Beast Boy, 
and she's trying to get him to leave and he reaches out and touches her hand and she suddenly turns into like a demon and is like bigger than him and like standing above him and it is like such a flash and happens so suddenly it was scary and beast Ooh. boy is always cool right he's always the, but that that even shook him he was like yeah you know what maybe we shouldn't hang out so much that's not uh i like this episode like i thought it was cool um the 40-minute runtime, I don't know if you heard, but uh, <laughs> my moment of the week still has to be the previously on, where I had heard how this show had been going, but the previously on, previously on Titans was just Titans murdering everyone. Yeah. Like, for five minutes straight, it was just like, and then it would cut, and Dick Grayson would be like, are we murdering too? And then cut right back, well, the, murder, murder, murder. It's a little on the nose, but it actually kind of fits the part where Dick Grayson's like, oh, well, Corey's not a killer. I mean, yeah, she kills people, <laughs> but she's not a killer. It's like, no, you guys are just murdering your way across the United States, and the, what you're doing is telling yourselves, no, we're not. And no. honestly, if, if they're really going for that, it's kind of creepy and cool that they don't acknowledge the fact that they kill people every single week. Like, but if the show is just being lazy about that, that's dumb. But if it if it's really taking ownership of that, I think it's a cool move. But there was definitely a confidence in this episode that I don't see from shows that want to be HBO, but instead are just shitty. Yeah. This is just like we're the we're the Titans, you know? Like yeah. this is how we do. It is not the worst show we watch, which I think is an accomplishment. Yeah, uh, Titans is on DC Universe. It comes out on Fridays. Your next and final show this week is Daredevil. <laughs> on the ninth episode of the third season of Daredevil, we meet Matt's mom and dad. As they meet each other. And it's the classic story of a mook boxer that uses a runaway nunaway to clean up his mook face. This gives Matt another ghost to talk to. As he adds his dad to his growing list that includes Wilson Fisk, Elvis Presley, the Great Kazoo, Black John Lithgow, the Mucinex Booger, and Karen. Not Cameron Page, but Karen, my ex-stepmom. Meanwhile, the non-ghost Wilson Fisk is out playing eight-dimensional Chinese double chess to everyone's checkers. As Foggy finds out... Uh, that Wilson long ago blackmailed the Nelson family just in case Foggy ran for district attorney as a write-in vote. What? Taste buds, I ask you this. How tired do you think you'd be if you had to do all of the pre-work that Wilson Fisk has to do in order to be a bad guy? Okay, this is such like a move that these shows try to do. Black Lightning with Tobias Whale tries to do this all the time. If you suddenly have your character go, yeah, he's been blackmailing me because of something that happened eight years ago, maybe the audience believes it. But if you imagine the reality in which Wilson Fisk is constantly planting seeds for every citizen of New York, somebody becomes a member of the FBI or a cop or a district attorney. Like, how do you have time for all of this work? And do none of these institutions have their own watchdogs where they catch people? At this point, he basically is in charge of the entire FBI. Mm -hmm. Nobody's catching on to that. Like, one FBI agent murders a subordinate. And that's just, she's just going to get away with that? But not the other one. She keeps the other one alive. And I guess that's the bigger scene is that Nadim has Wilson Fisk over a barrel, right? He's going to bust him and then goes to the head of the FBI's house with uh, somebody like a middleman in between. And the head of the FBI kills the middleman and says, "You, I'll keep you alive. Don't tell anybody. Shh. Fisk is in charge of everything. That scene is so interesting because uh, the first thing that happens, they go to this house and this woman, the head of the FBI, is like arguing with her daughter, and the daughter storms out. And then the FBI guys come in, and they go into a kitchen, which is completely covered in plastic. And I was like, oh, this is going to be an intense meeting. And she's like, don't mind the plastic. Uh, this the is co- not a Dexter situation. Yeah, I'm not Dextering anybody. I'm just having my kitchen remodeled, even though like everything is covered in plastic. And it's like, oh, okay, don't worry about it. And then she proceeds to shoot one of them in the brain, and it's like, oh, this is a Dexter situation. Oh, she Dexter. Could it. you imagine if that daughter like forgot her binder? She comes back in. 
<laughs> this is then she gets shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a thing that I think you can do well uh, in seriousness and well tongue in cheek if the show had a little more suspension of you know belief. Like if they like didn't make it so serious and gritty. Yeah. But the way that Daredevil wants you to watch it, this is getting bananas. There's another thing about this episode that I think is really weird. Okay, they go for a very naturalistic version of all these characters. So Kingpin is not the complete shot-filling behemoth that you get in the comics or in the movie, but it's just regular big guy. By the way, when Greg says movie, he means spy. He calls just yeah, all movies yeah. now are Spider-Man into the Spider-Man. That whole, it's the movie. That whole medium now is just movie, and it's just the one movie. Um, but so they have him be like a real version of that character, except... Why does he wear that shiny white suit? Yeah. That is really an eyesore. I think they should consider not having, even have him in a white suit, but a shiny white suit? This is worse than Barack Obama's tan suit, you guys. <laughs> he, he dresses like the John Travolta puppet. Yes. <laughs> the star of the I Love Lucy it's puppet so show. It's so shiny. <laughs> do you guys have moments of the week? I do have a moment of the week. So uh, that guy gets shot in the head in the kitchen, and it's like, whoa, Uh-oh. probably not going to see something like that again, except then like 20 minutes later, Kingpin is having a meeting with the other mob bosses, and uh, one of them is like, no, Kingpin, you're not in charge of me. I'm not going to pay you protection money. And uh, just suddenly a baton just hits him right <laughs> in the middle of the forehead because Bullseye did it, and it's so abrupt and crazy and uh, you never think you're going to get that after a guy gets shot in the head that way a couple scenes earlier. And then Annabella, Anna, Annabelle, Annabeth Shiora, who was a big member of the uh, Harvey Weinstein takedown, like her career was taken away. Now she's it, part of the MCU, and like one of the big bads of Luke Cage leans over to Kingpin's like, how much do you want? Like, <laughs> I'm super tough, and I have so much power, but I'm just like... You have Bullseye in the corner. Like, yeah. what am I going to yeah. do? He's fucking Bullseye. Yeah, he's fucking Bullseye. Uh, Bullseye's on Netflix, or D- Daredevil's on. <laughs> Honestly, the show should be called Bullseye, though. Yeah. He's bringing a lot more to it. Uh, Bullseye's on Netflix all the time, but we're watching it week by week, so tune in next week when we uh, keep watching it, and it's good. It's a fun time. And then Daredevil Christmas special? That's yeah. probably next week? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. in, like, uh, yeah, I think in like three <laughs> weeks, yeah. Uh, your this show is brought. To, that's all the shows we have. That's that's, uh, that's all you get, dude. We did it. Uh, this show is brought to you by yourpopfilter.com. It's a website where you can go and get all of these podcasts as well as uh, various other news about media. If you want to help us out, you can go to patreon.com/yourpopfilter and donate to various different tiers where you get various different rewards. We uh, record a lot of uh, extra shows for the Patreon and little outtakes and, and bloopers and stuff sometimes, as well as uh, weekly articles and various other things. So it's a very good place. We are about to record a special episode about movie. Oh, that's Capital a little M movie. That's a little teaser. So if you want to hear their thoughts about uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, you should donate to our Patreon and get access to that. And it's a good time. If you'd like to help us out in ways that aren't Patreon, just go to yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. It's uh, just like Amazon, but it helps us out a little bit. So just do that. If like if you need like a uh, uh, thing delivered for Christmas because this comes out what like three days, four days before Christmas. Uh, How good is Prime? Are they going to make that? I th- I think so. If you order today, I think, it, and you do the you know like two day shipping or whatever, or probably do one day just to be safe. I think you can get that bad boy in. Or if you send it to someone, whoever you're sending it to, 
I'd say go for it. Or so, Santa. So do that if you slacked on buying your presents. Uh, just go to yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon and help us out a little bit. And we're here to help you. Uh, you can also go to YouTube.com, search for Your Pop Filter, and there are various nice little video clips. And there are nice uh, bits from the shows that are very fun and very interesting to watch. And there are nice little clips and ways to share it with people if you want to give someone a little bite-sized uh, look into what this podcast is, if you want to get them interested in it. Uh, if you want, like social media, go to Twitter. We're at Your Pop Filter. We're on there. We're doing stuff. We're talking about how sexy that Grinch is. We're tweeting. We're retweeting. Oh, baby. We're I doing had, it all. I had no say, by the way, in this this whole rebranding of Pop Filter as just a Grinch fuck spot. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, listen. I'm trying to fuck that Grinch and any by any means necessary. But we all have to work towards that. Like This is our I, number one priority now. I would appreciate it. <laughs> I don't feel like I have an option anymore. Listen, the Grinch owns my hole, and I want everyone to know. Uh... Your whole if, what? My whole ass. Mm. If you want uh, to contact us in another way, it's contact at yourpopfilter.com. That's an email address. If you feel very uncomfortable with the way that I have sexualized the Grinch, you can email us there, and we will read that out on the show, and I will not stop, but you can have your voice heard. I bet that Facebook group has like 4,000 people, and oh, we're going to hear from absolutely. all of them. And if you uh, also want to have your voice literally heard, you can call us at 1562-DRDJPOP. That's 1562-DRDJPOP. He's a little robot associate. He takes our phone calls for us and delivers them to us. One of his hands is a spatula, and his other hand is a giant bike that elves ride. That like has two. It's made of tubas. Also, and just, like, they all go up and down. Yeah, and probably one of those is a dildo that the Grinch rides. Uh, <laughs> and if you don't like that, call us up and let us know that. Why are you so sweaty right now? Oh fuck, the Grinch! Oh, <laughs> look at his green little fur. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next Do you know week. that's because of like a fungus that grows on his fur? Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, that, yeah it's, it's an athlete's foot that just covered that himself. Sexy yeah. fungus. Sex fungus. All right, he's a fun guy. Mm. Uh, next week we're gonna be talking about the runaway. Woo! Do you guys yeah, think this will be the one that, where they run away? Run uh, away! Well, no. Run away! Run away! Run away! Run <laughs> away! Uh, so we'll tune in next week where we're going to be talking about Runaways and every other show that's on, which I think is just other Netflix shows, pretty much. <laughs> that's that's all that's there. For Mike, I'm Taylor for Taylor. I'm Ryan for Ryan. I'm a fake Mike. And for Mike, we are the world and we love you, baby. Oh, going to the party in my Mercedes. Ooh, baby, yeah.